When it comes to work, what is your big why? If you didn't need the money, would you still show up to your job? I'm John Weems. I've spent half of my career in the corporate world and the other half in full-time spiritual guidance as a pastor. I respect people of all views unless they are totally closed-minded a-holes. Welcome to Beyond the Check, the podcast where we talk about the big why of work and life. My guest today is Annie Lim, co-founder and CEO of Honeybee, a startup empowering people to bridge financial emergencies and better manage their credit without the use of payday loans. Annie, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So Annie, I speak with uh, most of my guests about adversity they have faced, and your own adversity is so central to the formation of Honeybee. Uh, Let's just jump right in. Um, What did life look like in 2016, and how did that time inspire you to start Honeybee? That's a great question. Honeybee is really the result of a financial struggle that I went through after my divorce, and that really negatively impacted my credit score. So I had to start looking for personal loan options, and that's really how I discovered what the payday industry was doing and the absurd interest rates they were charging to the public. And so long story short, I did I couldn't afford to live out here in the San Francisco Bay Area anymore. So I had to move back into my old bedroom in my parents' house. It was a humbling experience, but it really helped me discover this fundamental problem here in the US. And that's also how I met one of my uh, co-founder is Benny. And so his family used to own restaurants and had to provide loans to employees and whenever they were hit with an emergency. And so that's why we knew that the employer channel was really important for us. And so together with uh, Benny and Max, who are my co-founders, it was really important for us to find an innovative way to solve this problem for 78% of Americans today. Okay. And can you just give kind of a, a broad overview of what Honey Honeybee does uh, yeah, for so those we, who are just learning about you? Absolutely. So what Honeybee does is we partner with employers. Our mission is to protect employees against predatory lenders and their practices. And so what we do is we partner with the employers and provide them a financial safety net for their employees. We have a few programs called the Extra Weeks Pay, as well as the Early Pay for our part-time employees. And we also have, um, we just started rolling it out this year. It's our one-on-one financial counseling to really provide the tools for all of these employees to get back on their feet. Okay. And how, so if, if you're an employer involved in that program, uh, how, how are you backed? What is, what is the guarantee that uh, these sorts of advances will be repaid? Well, what's interesting is that employees tend to trust any benefit that comes from their employers more than any financial institution. So going through the employer was a really important channel for us. And essentially... What we looked at is we don't underwrite based on credit, which was really key because my credit was affected after my divorce. And we looked at job tenure, their salary per hour. And one of the unique pieces also is accrued PTO. Mm -hmm. And that's how we underwrite the risk and how much they can borrow. Okay. And they need to have been at a company how long before they're eligible typically? They have to be at the company at least six months. Okay. And uh, we have another program for part-time employees, and they have, um, they there's no tenure there. So, any, how did you choose the name Honeybee? Honeybee is really interesting because honeybees, like great employees, have incredible work ethic and loyalty, and they're really essential component of our ecosystem. They we ha- they we have to protect them because they are incredible creatures that provide us with wellness. And essentially, that's the way I look at employees that are really vital to the thriving businesses today. 
but you, you were not a, uh, a seasoned beekeeper or anything like that. <laughs> I'm not, but I do okay. love honey. Excellent. I think we, we definitely can share that. So uh, talk a little bit about the decision to seek B Corp status. And for our listeners who are learning about what that is, what, what is a B Corp? B Corp status is really, we have to go through an audit through the B Lab. And essentially what it means is that social impact and transparency is really core to our mission. So we fundamentally believe that becoming a certified benefit corporation reminds us that we are part of family of like-minded companies that seek to positively affect um, our consumers and the outcomes. And just to, to clarify, because this is audio, uh, B Corp is not B-E-E. That is totally just the letter B. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, something that's applied across many industries. So any, watching a video on your website at meet, M-E-E-T, honeybee.com, which I encourage all of our listeners to do. It was inspiring to hear numerous stories of women talking about how your company has empowered them. Uh, any stories of honeybee clients that really stand out for you? Yes, I'm, I'm re- extremely grateful that we receive these stories on a regular basis. And one of the stories that really stood out for me, it was a nonprofit based out in Pasadena. And one of their employees got evicted from their home. And she was actually crashing on a friend's couch. And once we rolled out Honeybee, she applied for the loan immediately. And she was able to pay a deposit for her new place. It's mm, exciting. So I, I will come back to Honeybee. I ask all of the guests on the program to talk a little bit about earlier in life. So mm-hmm. let's let's talk about uh, your first job. Um, you know, what was your very first paid job that you recall? My first paid job was a cashier at Buffalo Bills. So I smelled like wings, hot wings, <laughs> all year long for a while. <laughs> How long did you work there? Uh, a little over a year. Okay. Yeah. Are, are you spicy, medium spicy? Kind of what's I your... like these honey barbecue and ah, medium spicy. Yeah. We have the theme. The, the honey was, was there early <laughs> on. So uh, growing up, what was your view of work and understanding of money and any models in your family or community that uh, influenced you positively or negatively? My parents immigrated from Malaysia when I was five to Canada. So I got my work ethics from both of my parents. They had to work really hard. We lived paycheck to paycheck to support uh, myself and my two sisters. And they really taught me to never spend anything. <laughs> my dad was the type is the type of person that has one pair of shoes his whole life. As long as it has soles, it's good to go. And so... I, I always believe that financial literacy was never really taught in school. So to be completely honest, even after college, talking about finances was a huge fear of mine. Looking at my bank account um, was something I, I just couldn't look at because I didn't know how to budget, didn't understand enough about my financials. And one time I had $20 in my bank account and I had to ask a friend because I was, uh, I had an emergency. Mm. So I had to ask a friend to lend me money for lunch. So I think it's, <clears throat> it's really rewarding to do what I do today and be able to remove that stigma around debt and help a lot of people talk about their finances today. So in addition to your parents, uh, who've been some of the most significant influences on your life? And uh I've always looked at, I think, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Gloria Steinem. They are really amazing women that have been inspiration for so many people. And they've never really let obstacles they face be excuses. They persisted. They are not ego-driven, but purpose-driven. They understood their value and how they can make a difference in our society and really paved the path for females like myself. Mm-hmm. And most recently... Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez has been really amazing The and is such an inspiration for so many people. The odds were stacked against her, and she never really gave up. 
Yeah. Have you had a chance to, to meet any of them yet? I did get the chance to meet Gloria Steinem. I was on a panel and it was talking about disrupting systemic and personal barrier to wealth and got to see a play that she was part of in New York. Wow, that had to be actually get to meet one of your idols. It was, it yeah. was really amazing. One thing she said to me was, we have to keep fighting the good fight because mm-hmm. if we don't do it, nobody else will. Yeah, and you're doing it in more than word, which I'm sure struck a chord with her. With so many things going on, and you know, many of, of my guests um, are you know maybe they're on their second or third exit, or, or another. I mean, you are in the middle of building a company right now, doing so many things. How do you stay centered and shield yourself from pervasive stress? That's a great question. I think I'm still trying to figure that out. But uh, um, I've been attending to practice meditation for a while, but other activities that help me with stress is really boxing and yoga. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I FaceTime my nieces and my nephew, they're out in Canada, and children can teach us really valuable lessons on like how to be happy for no reason at all. So I think uh, they they really help me with my stress. Yeah. For your your meditation practice, and I'd say probably 80% of the people I've interviewed have some form of meditation practice. Um, what does that look like for you to use headspace or something? I mean, many of our listeners, you know, want to try to get started somehow. Any recommendations you have on? Uh, I'm still working on it. Yeah. I think I've tried workshops. I've tried the apps. Mm-hmm. I've, I've tried multiple different ways to meditate, but part of it is when I go to yoga at five thirty in the morning, yeah. I take some time to meditate when I'm in that room early. Okay. And then there's meditative boxing. Yes, which, yeah. exactly. Those yeah. speed bags can be extremely meditative. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Uh, as a leader, how do you foster a positive culture here at Honeybee and any lessons you've already learned about leading a team? Uh, I used to sit on a board of a nonprofit for early childhood literacy. So I'm extremely passionate about children's books and because I always believe they teach us a valuable lesson. So everybody that joins what we call our beehive gets this one book called What Do You Do With an Idea? Mm. And it's a story about a child's idea that is different Daring and difficult, his confidence starts to grow when he gives his idea some tender, loving care. And at the end, that simple idea can change the world. Hmm. At Honeybee, what we do is we change lives. Our goal is to improve the financial health of over 78% Americans that are living paycheck to paycheck. And it's really important for us that our mission resonates with everyone that joins the Beehive. So when we hear these positive stories from our customers, it continues to inspire everyone. Uh, we touched a little bit earlier about um, building a team and personality types. Um, talk a little bit about you know different different things you do. Are there any you know when you're interviewing people, considering them, um, you know, any tests you use or anything to help make sure you keep a sustainable culture intact? Uh, one practice I did put in place while interviewing candidates is I'm big on the Myers Briggs test. And I myself, I'm an ENFJ. And so I make all of these candidates take the test because it's not really, um, there's no right or wrong answers, but it really helps me to determine how I'm going to work with this person. And what we do is essentially we do an emotional sell for a lot of employers and having them understand what empathy in the workplace looks like and understanding what it feels like to be in the shoes of an employee that might have just gone through a financial setback and doesn't know where to go. So what we do is really lead by, I, I lead by example and I'm really authentic with all of my employees as well as every single customer that I talk to. And I think it's really important for to have that test in place. 
And for our listeners who have not uh, yet taken a Myers-Briggs test, you can just Google it, go go take one and see, <laughs> yes. understand, uh, you know, you have to have at least one J in, in each company to get things done. So yeah. uh, Annie is clearly at least one of those. Um, as we talked about, you know, many guests maybe have a, a you know, years and years of, of financial cushion and exits behind them. Uh, you're in the thick of building a company. How far ahead do you look and what do you see? Um, you know, as we're probably past the age where most people are thinking about seven to 10 year strategic plans, mm-hmm. uh, what, you know, what roadmap do you see? Having our uh, headquarter here in San Francisco is a love-hate relationship. I love being right in the middle of all of this innovation, but every day we see headlines of companies raising, exiting, and most recently, a lot of them just went public. And it's easy to get distracted and you can't help but compare yourself because we're all conditioned to compare. And then you start feeling pretty shitty about yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, The challenge is to really break that habit and commit to running your own race. And, and I think um, that's what I continue to do and how I lead the company is you always have to be ready to roll up your sleeves, take responsibility, acknowledge failure, be transparent, and be creative. Any, any big surprises you've encountered? Just you know, maybe one surprise so far, something you never would have imagined before becoming a founder? Um, surprise? Uh, well, I don't think it was necessarily a surprise. I know it was really difficult for me to keep a balanced lifestyle. I, I knew that would be a huge challenge for me. So I wouldn't say that's quite a surprise, but it's something I'm constantly dealing with. And other great surprises is being in this business and we have so many stakeholders. We have investors, our employers, our em- the employees that use our program, our, my own employees, and all of our partners. I've got to meet people in so many different walks of life and that's really been something that keeps me going. Yeah. What is a professional goal you still have on your list? A professional goal I still have on my list is definitely to practice concert- conscious leadership. By recognizing my emotions, becoming more self-aware, I can start to shift my energy towards curiosity and creativity, which allows me to become a better leader for my team. And let's face it, everybody talking about people living paycheck to paycheck is not a fun subject, but we should stay curious and continuous to learn from our customers is really important for to help us innovate for them. Yeah. Uh, any personal goals? My personal goal is, I think my parents... Uh, goal for me is to improve my Mandarin. It's pretty, it's pretty rusty. So I think like personal goal for me is to constantly improve my Mandarin. And, and I've always wanted to take dance classes and I've taken it here and there sporadically, but dance classes is always something I wanted to do. Any particular style of dance? Uh, Contemporary. Okay. (laughs) Excellent. And last question, Annie, how do you define success? Being able to lead the company with empathy is really key for me. I mentioned a little bit about all of our different stakeholders. I talk about you know our investors, our employers, the employees, my team, and just being authentic in any situation and letting go of the fear that you'll let people down and get to a place where I'm motivated by joy. Uh, at the end of the day, I just want to live a life where I can feel proud in retrospect. Yeah. Wonderful. So actually, we'll go with just one more question. Mm -hmm. Um, People who are hearing this who would like their employer uh, to work with Honeybee, they would like to have access to additional funding. What what do they do? How do they work with you? They could go on our website at meet, M-E-E-T, honeybee.com, and they can request a demo. 
and we'll have somebody reach out and talk to them about the benefits of having a financial safety net for their employees. It's as simple as that. Or they can email info at meethoneybee.com. Excellent. Annie, thank you so much for your time and perspective. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for making time to listen. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite service and consider leaving a review. Until next time, keep living beyond the check.